Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail, and I am an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. And this podcast is being produced for you as a, a library of uh, information about home renovation projects. So the various elements that you'll need to choose, um, you know, like roofing, doors and windows, bath fixtures, skylights, um, things like that. We've got some advice, um, kind of story uh, episodes. And today's episode is just going to be me alone. I am going to be talking about design and who designed your project. And then I was thinking about this whole podcast, generally speaking, and it really isn't about the home renovation process, but just about planning the home renovation process, actually, which to me is what it's, well, I mean, that's what I, that's what I specialize. And that's my part is helping people plan it. And then and we have the contractors who execute it. And then by the time they're executing it, you'll know what they're doing because you will have planned it. So Anyway, I was thinking about design this week also because I have a contractor that I work with who asked me if I would um, be willing to work on him with this project and there wasn't any design involved, he said. Well, at the time, and I've been giving him a hard time since then about this, but at the time I said, okay, how is that even possible? There's no design involved because even if it's a dumb box on the back of a house... I mean, someone has to decide what that box is going to be, right? Is it a one or two story box? Does it have siding? Does the siding match the existing? Probably. Does the trim match the existing? Probably. Does it have windows? Does it have doors? How does it connect to the house? Because you're going to need to get from the house to the box somehow. So that's going to make some kind of a change in the house. Probably it's going to close up some windows in the house. There's a even if it doesn't seem like it's a very exciting design, it's definitely designed. Everything around us is designed. Everything from this, uh, you know, this little fan on my desk or these headphones or sunglasses or this mug, everything is designed in the fact that someone has decided what that thing is going to look like, what color it's going to be, everything. So when you're doing a home renovation or an addition, you are going to need somebody to design it. That person designing it could be you. It could be an architect. It could be a home designer. It could be um, the contractor. It could be. So we've talked about this a few times on various episodes that we have here about hiring designers, whether it's worth it, all the rest of it. Um, you know, and I, as I mentioned over and over and over, I'm an architect. I'm married to an architect. I have a lot of friends who are architects. And I can just tell you that not all architects would be appropriate for your project. So some of us can be a complete pain in the butt and get offended when our designs are not executed the way we suggest or people don't like our designs or, um, I mean, that's not nice to say, I guess, but that's the truth. There are some people who are pretty invested in the design and of course they would get then defensive and say, well, of course, I mean, if you're not passionate about your design, then you're not, you know, you're not worth anything. And people just have different, people have different expectations. And it's all about expectations. So manage your own expectations, figure out what your designer's expectations are. And as long as nobody makes any assumptions, we're all good. 
I'm reading this book about Mies van der Rohe and Edith Farnsworth about the Farnsworth house uh, called Broken Glass, which was a pretty interesting book about the dynamic between an architect and uh, his client. This particular story did not go well. So I guess that makes it more interesting. Point is, there is a relationship between whomever you are going to be um, asking for help for, either building or planning your project. If you're planning it yourself, that's, you know, that's fine. So I'm just going to go through what that process is um, here for you. So really the first thing we've debated about this in other episodes, but probably having an idea of how much you are able to invest in your house makes sense to start with. And then I would say probably talking to, um, getting some recommendations for contractors and maybe just having a chat with them on the phone or I guess asking them to come over, see if it would be a kind of project they'd be interested in. They're not going to be able to give you a price until you have some plans because they can't know what you're going to be doing. Again, with the assumption thing, you can make assumptions. uh, He might make assumptions and you're making assumptions and the whole point of planning this out and writing it out and drawing it out is to be sure that you're talking about the same exact thing and you're managing your expectations. So talking to a contractor about the scope of your project and a rough ballpark. So if they say it's going to be 300,000 and you only have a hundred thousand to spend, sure. You could ask, you could ask around other contractors, but um, maybe it's time to rethink your scope. So, all right, let's say you've settled on a scope, um, you're comfortable with the budget numbers. What's the next step? Next step is documenting existing conditions, which means measuring everything, the height, the size of all the rooms, where the windows are, documenting what kind of um, windows they are. You want to match the existing windows. You want to switch out all your windows, really writing everything down about the existing house. Um even in the area where you're going to be working, sometimes uh, putting the electrical outlets and other electrical items that are, would be affected onto the plan so that you can remember to include those in your notes. So once you've documented the existing, and again, you can either write it down, you can draw it on paper to scale, right? So a common scale would be um, quarter inch equals a foot. Most building departments that I've worked with in Massachusetts they require drawing, scaled drawings at a quarter inch equals a foot. So if you're only going to draw your existing plans one time, I would suggest doing it a quarter inch equals a foot or find out from the building department what their eventual drawing scale is going to require. So you draw it out or you can use a 3D modeling program that you might get off the internet. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve with that. Draw it out. uh, Then I would, if you're doing it by hand, order some tracing paper from a, a drafting supply store or that big, big uh, store that delivers everything in the world. They have it too. Get some of that and then you can make sketches over your existing drawings. So thinking about what you would like to add on for space, how you would like to change things, where your problem spaces are in your house. And I would also caution people not to build too much onto their house because a lot of people come to me and they think they just want a lot more space when actually they need space that's going to work better. So just adding on square footage isn't going to necessarily just be the answer. And again, if you're doing it yourself, I might recommend um, getting the book, the Sarah Suzanka book, The Not So Big House, just because you can, there are kind of creative ways that you can um, maximize your space. 
So you don't have to just add on, add on. Especially, I mean, where I am, we have limited, we have limited amount of um, space. We're only allowed to build 750 square feet total in my town um, without a special permit. Uh, so that goes kind of quickly if you're doing a two or three story addition, two and a half story addition. So speaking of town regulations, before you start designing anything, go down and talk to your building inspector. Go down to the building department and find out what, find out as much as you can about your own property. Find out what they're going to need for permit drawings from you. Um, they may, You're probably going to need a survey, depending where you live. In my area, you need a survey if you're going to be expanding the footprint of the house. So um, you're also going to need plans and possibly elevations. It depends on what you're doing. If you're expanding the house, you'll need elevations. So at a minimum, you're going to want to have the drawings that the building department is going to require. And also your building inspector should be able to tell you about any set setback issues. You need to look into the zoning of your lot, see um, where you're allowed to build on your lot, how much you are allowed to expand, that sort of thing. So you have the the kind of parameters before you start actually working on it. So when you're working on your actual design, um, just document everything you can think of, whether it's all the materials that are going to go into it, like siding and flooring and um, any kind of tile work, lighting, what you want for lighting fixtures. Um, you don't have to get down to specific lighting fixtures, but you know you want a ceiling mounted fixture here, or you want some recessed lighting here or whatever. Start thinking about what you want in all those areas. Um, once you have documented, like written out the scope of work and drawn it out, and you can use photographs and things to document what you want if you're doing it all yourself. And then, um, you're going to be, if you're doing it yourself, you're going to be collaborating a lot with the contractor because there's going to be probably a lot of questions, um, that he or she, but mostly he can help you, um, flesh out. So... Having everything as much possible, as much as possible written down before you sign a contract with a contractor will be to your advantage. Again, so the two things that I think are important, managing expectations and not assuming anything. Are those the same thing? Basically, they're kind of the same thing. So you just don't, you just don't want to leave anything up to, oh, I thought you wanted this kind of trim or I thought I just assumed it was going to be like this. So it's um, it's pretty normal for people to think like, well, I, you know, it's obvious it's supposed to be like this. Well, no, it's not. It's not obvious to everybody. So that's why you need to draw it. And I think I talked about that in another episode. I talked about all this stuff in another episode. So you have your documentation about what you want to build. You have the contractor. You have a good relationship. You're building a good relationship with the contractor. If at this point the, the relationship, you're feeling bad about the relationship, I wouldn't sign the contract find another contractor because it's just going to be a very long construction process if there's some kind of weird friction between you. So, uh, yeah, and then you proceed with the construction process. So if you're planning it all yourself, I hope that some of the other episodes that I've done will help you out with how to choose things and what to think about and and all that, and also the cautionary tales that I have on some other other. Uh, of my episodes, I would just listen to them because you don't, some you don't know what you don't know. It's another thing I always like to say. And so, the more you learn about it, the more you do know. The more you hear about what other people did, 
kind of by mistake, the more you don't have to do that. So anyway, I hope that helps. I have more information on my website. And of course, this podcast, like all my podcasts, are is produced by my architecture firm, which is demiosarchitects.com. It's D-E-M-I-O-S-A-R-C-H-I-T-E-C-T-S.com. Architects is kind of a hard word to spell out loud. Um, yeah, so you can go there and I have a bunch of information about code issues and things to think about when you're designing and how to save money when you're designing your house. Um, yeah, so you can go download that information there. I also have a guide for homeowners for environmentally friendly um, methods and techniques and materials that you could use if you're... Um, you might as well just pick the low-hanging fruit, as I say, off of that, or do something that's more challenging. Uh, anyway, check that out. That's another download I have on there. And um, I really appreciate you listening today. And if you have any ideas or things you'd like to know for future episodes, please write to me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And, guys, I would really love feedback or questions or... Um, suggestions, anything like that. So reach out to me. And I also have this design helpline, uh, askanarchitect.live. It's like an hour of Zoom meeting help, design help. Um, I can answer all sorts of design related questions on that one. And also um, maybe help you figure out how to interview an architect or how to choose between contractors, things like that. So until a couple weeks from now. Take care.